everybody. Welcome to Chapter Surfing, the podcast where every month I talk about a TV show and the book that it's based on. This month we are doing The 100, the book series by Cass Morgan, developed for TV by Jason Rothenberg. And we're going to be focusing on the first book and the first season of the TV show, but be prepared for spoilers from the whole thing. And my guest this month is Valerie. She is a TV and comedy expert. Uh, you can follow on Twitter at Stealing Valerie and on Letterboxd also at Stealing Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Hi, Lenny. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so you picked uh, the hundred from a list of shows I was looking to talk about. Um, had you read or seen any of it before agreeing to do the podcast? I had only seen like uh, gifs and like screen grabs of it because I had a couple friends back when I was on Tumblr who were very into it and I was uh, I had always meant to check it out and I felt like this was a perfect reason to finally get into it. Nice yeah and uh, when you uh, sat down to actually start watching and reading it what order did you did you go about things in? I I went through like the first episode of the show and then I was like I should probably read the book first or I I should uh clarify listen to the book cuz like I'm I'm a very slow reader so I I listened to the audiobook but yeah Yeah, I watched it like sporadically. I would just like catch it when it was on, but I hadn't really sat and binged it before and then I got the first three books in like a set and I read them all really close to each other so I apologize if in our discussion I bring up stuff from the second and third book because it's like all a blur to me um and then right before recording this after I'd read the the books I like finally binged the first season in order yeah um had you are you were you very familiar with the like genre of books this is kind of in like Hunger Games and um the stuff like that relatively like I saw like most of those movies and um I'm trying to remember I think I did read like the first Hunger Games book for school and uh and I I, and I definitely read like a bunch of like those like the knockoff books like all the like I I can't even remember the names of some of them but there are just yeah, so know, many like, Divergent is one mm -hmm. yeah. yeah Percy Jackson had bits of like apocalypse near the end I remember okay watching the show what were some of the biggest differences from the book that like leapt out at you <laughs> well <laughs> within the very first episode the fact that uh clark's mom is alive oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think like the stuff on the arc is some of the biggest is some of the most different stuff because they don't have any of the stuff with um glass from the book who is like one of the four biggest characters and um yeah, instead it's Clark's mom and then Wells Jaha, who I feel like is way less of a dick in the mm -hmm, show. Yeah, um, mm -hmm, for sure. And I feel like uh, the, yeah, they like, they're just the characters are really different. Um, uh, Finn and Murphy are two that they just like threw in there. Um, I remember one of the books I had had Murphy on the cover, even though he's not a character in the books. Um, what was the name of that one character, Graham or something? Kind of, who's kind of like Murphy. Oh, I don't remember him. Uh, 
That's a book character? Yeah, he's a book character. He was one who was like, I think he was the one who wanted uh, Bellamy and Octavia banished. Oh, okay, yeah. So he kind of has the same role. Yeah, I thought a lot of the characters they added were like kind of um, weird choices. Like I thought Raven like actually added to it, but I felt like uh, Murphy and especially Finn felt like they were like, other like they were just like more bellamy <laughs> like there's just like more bellamy on the show um yeah i felt like finn like it, at first it almost felt like the more like romantic side of bellamy in the book was like turned into just his own character <laughs> yeah it's really weird that in the um like Be- bellamy is like really clearly like her main love interest in the book and um yeah and then on the show he's like like, Bellamy is, like, standing there being like, oh, like, Finn and Clark, you guys obviously like each other so much. It's, yeah, it's such a weird choice. Um, you know, in the book, she's kind of in a love triangle between um, Wells and Bellamy. And I do think there's this sort of, like, uh, something kind of suspect happened where they made uh, Wells black and they made Bellamy Asian. And it did sort of feel like they had realized they had to throw in a white love interest uh so they made up finn um it's it's pretty awkward because in the show they they changed wells to be black and they also changed him so instead of being like clark's ex he's just like her best friend yeah that was weird (laughs) yeah i feel like this show um i like it a lot but i feel like they don't like think about like the optics of what they're doing very well which I get that, like, sometimes it's unavoidable, but with, like, how they treated Wells, this was, like, a really, like, blatant, some blatant stuff they did. Yeah, for sure. Also, like, the politics on the arc were just so confusing. I don't know about you, but I thought that the the politics in the book were, like, really, really strong, and one of the things I liked about it most. Um, yeah, and then the, the TV adaptation, I think it gets a lot more muddled. Because at certain points, like, I was like, oh, is this going to be, like, a critique on, like, electoralism or something? And it's like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it kind of sucks because there's a lot of, like, really uh, powerful stuff in the book about just, like, sort of the, like, total apathy towards poor people. I thought, like, the, um, I don't remember if this happens in the first book. Um, Do the people from the arc come down yet in in the book you read? Not yet, but, like, at the very end, that's when, like, the walls build between, like, um, uh, I forget the name names of the areas, but I remember Phoenix and the area where Glass's boyfriend is from. Right, yeah. I also don't remember that one. But, yeah, they cut off the air in the, the place where the, where the poor people live, uh, which is a really, like, striking um, moment, even though I guess it's just space balls also. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really weird watching how it goes from, um, this sort of, like, very pointed moment of them, like, cutting off all the poor people's air, and then, like, everyone who's rich enough to make it to a dropship, um, just, like, comes down to earth in a panic, um, and then on the show, it's this very, like, sort of lofty political thing of being like, okay, the only way we can save the most people is to come down to earth, um, which, yeah, I found really disappointing. I liked when um, when Jaha was just a horrible dick who hated poor people, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
or Cain when Cain was like just a simplistic like no I'm right and you're all wrong and then he became like this like oh he's a complex politician who's stubborn huh I also felt like the way uh they changed Bellamy's character was kind of disappointing I feel like in the book he's kind of just like blatantly the perfect man which I guess uh you know I could see people taking uh issue with that but I kind of enjoy it I feel like teen girls deserve love interests who are just perfect wonderful people uh and I felt like the tv show was like much more like what if he's an asshole Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what if he's an asshole who also for some reason has like multiple threesomes in the show (laughs) yeah he's it's so weird because they um they like keep him away from Clark much more but at the same time like he fucks so much just like not with developed human beings yeah Mm It sort of reminded me with like Star Trek or something, how there's just like these random characters that just show up out of nowhere to have like a a plot point. It's like, well, they're going to be dead. (laughs) Was there any stuff that you felt like um, the the show like did better or like came up with that was interesting that wasn't that wasn't in the books? I think that the romance between Octavia and the Grounder was really good. I enjoyed that. Um... It's sort of, because I felt like there was a big, like, hole of the show where, like, because there was no glass, and I think it's Luke, their relationship, uh, and I think that kind of filled it, at least for that episode, for those few episodes with their relationship. I also, um, one character I did enjoy who was uh, an addition uh, was... um, I I just kept on calling him Marcus Parks in my head because he looks just like him, but uh, Jasper is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jasper's pretty adorable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Octavia is really interesting because in the book, she's just like a, like, 13-year-old girl with, like, a bow in her hair who Bellamy is really protective of. And um, it's funny that she's, like, the, like sexiest most badass character who uh gets with this grounder boyfriend uh, but yeah i enjoy that it was in the flashback when um it's like bellamy and uh octavia in the past and they got an they got an octavia actress who's like a little younger like 13 and then bellamy's just the same i was so confused by that i was like is bellamy like 30 yeah, he had, like, a slightly shorter haircut, and that was supposed to prove that he was, like, 10 years younger or something. Yeah, it was really weird. But, yeah, I, li- I like Octavia a lot, even though it's very different. Because, yeah, in the book, she, like, um, she's a pretty good, like, side character. But um, she doesn't, like, do that much. And it feels like they, like, really ran with her. Um, and, yeah, that whole, like, ground of romance. They basically gave her... Um, does this happen in book one uh, when Wells has the romance with the grounder woman? No, that doesn't happen yet. Oh, okay. Nah. So yeah, so Wells had this whole romance uh, with a grounder woman, and they basically gave that plot line to Octavia since they killed Wells in episode four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a shocker. Yeah, I like. I get why they have to do some stuff like that to like keep it surprising for people who've read the books, but. I found that, like, a little weird, especially because I just don't like Finn. I just don't think he's attractive. And um, 
them them killing off Wells to get more fit in there, I just thought was was not the call to make. Agreed. And Finn's like ideas like you can really tell that this was made like during the obama era that like he's like no we, we can't use guns to with these grounders that are like trying to kill us we have to uh talk with them that's what we have to do yeah the like the politics of this are like so muddled the tv show um uh and i feel like um one of the uh, things I really liked about the books is that um, these kids are like so active and just like doing like big big things um, there's so many reveals in this book of just like crazy difficult decisions that these kids had to make uh, which I really love and I felt like um, the show it's like much more softened in a lot of ways where you don't uh, you don't have as much like um uh, Clark, the Clark's big secret is like her parents had some information about the what the council is doing as opposed to um, them doing secret experiments on people with radiation and then her like mercy killing someone who's dying from radiation. Um, but it's weird because it's so softened in a lot of ways. But um, at the same time, I feel like it also is like less idealistic. Like in the books, they kind of do successfully uh, bring everyone together and have sort of like a utopia like farm going on before like the council ruins it, uh, which I think is nice. Um, but uh, in in the show, it's kind of just like always like chaos and war. And I think sort of um, has sort it sort of leads to a message that like that stuff is kind of inevitable as opposed to being about like the evils of capitalism. Yeah, for sure. It has like a very like, you can tell the show's like influenced by like Darabont era, like Walking Dead, like, like the first two years of that, which I do like still. Like, I remember that being good. But, um, but yeah, I think the book has like a much better message of like class war. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this show sort of, like, doesn't really want to be, like, a CW show based on a YA book. Like, you can kind of tell. Um, I feel like Jason Rothenberg wanted to be making a show on, like, sci-fi or, yeah, like you mentioned, like, AMC, like, Walking Dead. Um, and I feel like it uh, it kind of loses some of the, like, more charming elements of just being, like, yeah, like, kids kicking ass and, like, kids no more than adults and, like... Uh, I think also a lot of the the romance is a lot worse. Yeah, just like, yeah, so much of that Finn Clark stuff is just like, why is this here? I know, yeah. And it's so strange because, um, like, she and Bellamy, like, the actors had good chemistry and, like, the fans were really into it. The fans were always like, when are Clark and Bellamy going to get together? And they're also, like, the main couple in the book and they're just like, trying so hard to make her and Finn happen and I'm like why like what is your motivation for this I never understand um tv shows where it's just like you could do the thing that everybody loves like so easily <laughs> and didn't they get married in real life uh Bellamy and Clark I think I saw wait that. really I think so oh my god wait let me look this up oh yeah they did wow they were like, if the writers won't kiss together, we will. 
who was your favorite character uh, in the book and then in the show? I'd say my favorite character in the book was probably by far Glass. I really found her uh, uh, subplot to be really intriguing. I uh, The romance was really good in that one. I really liked, I feel like that was like the one of like, that was a part of like probably my favorite of all of the like uh, p- political material of the, of the book. I really found like, yeah, like the... Uh, the the class spirit I think is shown really well within that subplot and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like the with glass you can especially see how I feel like um one of the most successful things about the book is it's it's really good at being, you know, a science fiction book with all the political messages and stuff, but it's also really really good at being a YA book and I love that like the glass storyline is like at its heart, you know, the popular girl who thought Clark was a nerd, like learning to have a heart. Like, yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> and yeah, I agree. The the romance with her and Luke, I feel like they just hit it out of the park. Like, um, I feel like Clark and Bellamy and Glass and Luke are both very similar, sort of like, um, I'm with this rebellious bad boy, but he's also perfect and (laughs) never done anything wrong in his life and uh i feel like they both work really well and don't really uh don't really feel redundant Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really good when like a book can have like two romance stories and it doesn't feel like too much Mm -hmm. and like it feels like the perfect amount of both i feel like good job Cass morgan (laughs) (laughs) um and then, uh, so Glass did not make it to the show, which I sort of get that it would have been like expensive to have like whole plot, her whole plot. Um, cause there's scenes on the arc, but it's pretty much just like people around like one table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not really the impressive stuff that you got in the book. Um, so I get it. Uh, but so then on the show, uh, who was your favorite character? On the show, I'd say probably Clark. Uh, yeah, I think overall um Clark or Bellamy I think both of those characters I feel like even though they weren't as good as they were in the book I feel like both were still pretty uh interesting yeah I I definitely agree um did you have a favorite episode of the show I know it's sometimes hard for stuff to like stand out when you binge watch it um Unity Day I, I really enjoyed I thought that was a good episode yeah I agree that that's a good one I'm trying to think I enjoyed how, like, after, like, Finn told her to, told Clark to go, she was just like, yeah, I'm going to tell Bell me. I'm going to tell him to bring guns. <laughs> yeah. Finn doesn't need to know this. <laughs> I think um, my favorite episode is probably uh, Earth Kills, uh, the one where the girl kills Wells at the end. Um I, I definitely don't like that they killed off Wells. I mm-hmm. think they could have done that with a different character, preferably Finn, frankly. Uh, but I did uh, really enjoy it. And I think that um, that moment when she kills him is sort of like when you're like, ooh, like this will be a show where like really exciting stuff uh, happens. And um, I think they they set it up really well with Bellamy being like, you have to kill your demons. And then her being like, okay. I'll stab this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good one. Um, also, 
um i don't remember the episode this was but i remember the subplot of of bellamy and clark with the guns when they found the guns in in that place and i honestly i really wished i was like oh is i was like oh oh is this gonna be where the romance starts for them is this gonna be like with all the guns it's gonna be like because it really so, it really felt like that when he was like trying to like okay this is how you shoot a gun <laughs> and then it's that like, would have been so good yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah i like that uh i like that scene too because it had kind of a like lost vibe to it of like oh they're just gonna keep like discovering weird stuff here um yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i like that about like the show too is how they're just so willing to like have just like somehow there's just all these things around <laughs> and they don't notice until like a, a certain episode they'll be like yep here's this too <laughs> yeah one thing i really like about this show is i feel like it's good at just like being a tv show and just like always like moving forward um i know uh you haven't watched that much of the later seasons but um towards the end they like um do this thing where everyone uh gets frozen and like travels for like a hundred years and ends up on another planet and i like that that they're just like you know what we're we're bored of earth now let's do some other stuff that's the best plot ever i've ever heard for a show <laughs> yeah i do think that like part of running a good sci-fi show is like getting bored a lot and being like well what if we did this <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna just I'm just gonna keep imagining that for like the rest of the night. This is a great this is a great thing. It's so good. Like Monty's adult son becomes a character. That that to me is the mark of a good show. Is if we eventually meet someone's same aged son. Uh, oh, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. I felt like they underused Monty like a lot compared to the oh, rest yeah. of the characters. Yeah, I agree. He gets underused through pretty much like the whole thing, I think. Yeah, I feel like in general, they weren't um, very good at balancing the ensemble, um, which I, I think is probably also true of the book because it's just, you know, the perspective of the four main characters. Um, but I feel like in the book, it doesn't bother you so much because it's just like, yeah, like, of course, we're concentrating on these four people. But in a TV show, it, like, sucks because you're like, oh, that actor's doing so much, like, standing around and not getting to do anything. Yeah. I've always thought about that. Like, um, I was watching Cheers the other day and seeing people, like, in the background. And I was like, I wonder how it is to just, like, just be, like, in character as that person, like, just in the background to, like, looking at things. Yeah. Um, I know eventually, um, I don't know if this was already happening in season one, but people started really pushing for Monty and, um, Miller. Do you remember Nathan Miller? He's, yeah, he's not that big a character in season one. I'm trying to remember. That name sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, so people were really pushing for Monty and Nathan Miller to, like, be a couple. And the annoying thing is that they did give Miller a boyfriend but he was just like this really boring generic guy and i was like why not just uh just put him with the actual character that everyone wants him to be with yeah exactly yeah they i feel like certain shows especially when the showrunner is sort of this type of like 
man who just wants to like do a like sci-fi show they get like mad at shippers and like spiteful towards them and just like go out of their way to fuck them over in ways where it's like the plot actually like makes less sense now yeah (laughs) yeah i would have liked to see an adaptation from someone who like really actually like likes the teen genre Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just like someone who is like you know what i like that a bunch of the scenes are going to be just Bellamy shirtless. <laughs> also, a funny thing about Nathan Miller is he's played by this actor, Jared Joseph, who um, before The 100 was on the LA Complex as a lawyer. And so it was really funny seeing him on this show where everyone's an under 18 juvenile delinquent. Because mm-hmm. I was like, CW, you just had him as a whole damn lawyer. <laughs> like, you can't now be like, he's 17. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's never been like, yeah, these are like the least like teenage looking teenagers ever. Yeah, it kind of works because um, they are like so close to being adult. Like Clark is turning 18 mm-hmm. next week in yeah. this. And I feel like um, other than the one girl who kills Wells, it feels like that's sort of everybody's deal. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, they're all turning 18 this week. Mm-hmm. Um by the end of the show, Clark has, like, an adopted daughter. <laughs> nice. It's Yeah, it's weird seeing it. Um, I see it, like, grouped as a teen drama a lot, but it's, like, it's barely a teen drama. They're, like, very, very grown up. It's a 19-year-old genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're basically, it's basically a college show, like Felicity. <laughs> Instead of college, it's a radioactive earth. Nice. So we were both talking about how the romance in the books was very strong. Um, were there any couples that you did like uh, on the show? Um, I'm trying to think. I, other than like the uh, uh, Octavian Grounder one, I also, uh, I've, I've only seen the first season, but I do hope the Octavian Jasper relationship continues <laughs> that like is sort of present in season oh, one. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, I, I do like, uh, Clark and Bellamy, even though the show is like, for some reason, desperately trying to get you (laughs) to not ship them. Um, and I feel like the only, the one, um, like the only like sex scene that I really liked was when, um, Raven is just like upset and she like asks Bellamy to have sex with her. And he like has that moment of being like, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you like, you're just being crazy right now and you'll regret this. And she's like, yeah, good. Take your pants <laughs> off. I really liked that dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. I, I really enjoyed that. That was a, that was honestly one of the best moments of the season was when, when Raven was just like, Finn, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> yeah. That whole love triangle was so weird. Um, just like mainly because I feel like, Finn and Clark uh, fell in love so fast. Like when his girlfriend showed up, I was kind of like, uh, just like, okay, you should have no problem abandoning the Clark thing because it's like you kind of get along and had sex one time. Um, But then they're just so, they're just all like, well, it's too bad his girlfriend's still alive because clearly his true love is Clark. Um, He is just not serving of being the center of the love triangle between like 
two of the like coolest, smartest girls on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did other than I thought the relationship to Finn really dragged her down in the beginning, but I do think Raven is probably one of the best like addition characters who's not in the book. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, just like the fact that like I really enjoy the scenes of her and Abby in the arc when she's like trying to build the um the rocket uh to come down to Earth or the escape pod or whatever it's called. I, I really enjoyed that scene then like and then like the love triangle was like eh and then like after that it was like the bullets and stuff, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the dynamic between Raven and Clark in regards to their relationship with Clark's mom is a lot more interesting than the Finn stuff, which was kind of forced. Um but I think uh having uh Clark be kind of in conflict with her mom and then meet this uh this girl who's been sort of like a surrogate daughter to her mom was really interesting. Yeah. And I think uh, Raven always continued to like get good stories because she is like this genius scientist, which means she has a lot of like sort of like plot devicey <laughs> stories of just being like, hey, could you build this thing that would solve everything? Um, so yeah, she works better than a lot of the I feel like a lot of the minor characters who run together, it's like, he's got gumption. He could, like, try to kill an animal. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, you can do something for one scene. (laughs) I do end up liking Murphy a lot because they made him so sad, and I feel like that's the way to win me over. Like, I don't like Finn because I feel like to the bitter end, even though, spoiler, they kill him pretty soon, like, late season two like relatively soon um i still feel like for most of it it's like yeah he's the cool handsome guy and um it's just like trying too hard but murphy and also jasper i think them just being like he is unbelievably sad (laughs) always sucks me in yeah yeah how like murphy is just like he wants to be threatening but he's like too perfect to be actually threatening (laughs) yeah that's endearing yeah and i also think uh besides bellamy he's probably the sexiest actor Mm -hmm. yeah they have they have so many scenes where he's tied up for some reason Mm -hmm. oh that's another of my favorite episodes is the one where murphy comes back and they realize he's like a biological weapon Mm -hmm. that plot was really really cool yeah more relevant now i know yeah yeah in general how did you feel reading this now because i know i also felt like um the part we were talking about in the books where they're like uh well the poor people are all kind of fucked we'll just cut off their air felt like extremely relevant especially because i read it like right when um the bookstore i was working at had finally got shut down by the mayor but like right before that i was still working and it was like before they were advising masks, it was like literally just like, good luck. Um, so I thought like that part was really relevant. Um, how did you feel uh, reading and watching this in 2020? I agree. It, it really felt like uh, a thing for the times where like, because like also, yeah, here in Ohio, uh, we're having worse COVID numbers than ever. And oh. DeWine literally said he's going to do nothing. Oh, Jesus, and, yeah. And it did feel like 
it it did feel like in those scenes in the book where they're just like, well, we gotta do what we gotta do. Yeah, and um, I felt like uh, probably part of why I enjoyed it so much is that those sort of like oversimplified like YA book politics of just like, well, these people are like just evil and just like they're rich and that makes them completely evil. Uh, I felt like really, really worked in 2020. Um, and the show sort of trying to more be like fair and balanced, you're like, well, no, I think maybe there's just like a lot of evil people who would cut off poor people's oxygen if they could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I really think that the books, like even beyond their intent, I feel like they just really struck a nerve with what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um. Do you, I haven't read a ton of the like dystopian YA. Um, I've heard some people say that like their criticism of the Hunger Games is like it doesn't actually go far enough. Um, I know like that, this is all secondhand, so I don't know how accurate this is, but like I know someone who complained that in the Hunger Games, like uh, Katniss's only kill is like a mercy kill, so it kind of like lets her off easy. Um, and still lets her like win the Hunger Games without having to really compromise her morals. Um, so I felt like this book went like incredibly, incredibly hard with like Clark and the people dying of radiation poisoning, and um, the reveal that Wells was got uh, Wells decided to let them run out of oxygen earlier just so Clark would go down. I thought was like incredible. Um, and you know Bellamy shoots a fucking uh, vice chancellor. Um, so compared to other YA books. Uh, do you know uh, uh, other ones sort of like go as hard as this one or not? I don't really have a feel for it. I'd say from the ones I've read um, and also like I the other ones it's been like five plus years removal from them but I'd say like from my memory uh, this one goes way way harder than those <laughs> and, nice. and so yeah I, I think like I feel like yeah, Cass Morgan like brought something different to, to brought something different to the table in terms of YA. Yeah, that's good. that was kind of like my my gut feeling that I was like maybe I am being unfair to YA dystopia books and maybe they're all this good. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt like uh, it's sort of unfortunate that it got like lost in the din just because they're. I mean, they're it's obviously popular. It's popular enough to get a show, but there are like so many books like this. Um, and yeah, I really want to acknowledge just like, uh, first off, how good it is in terms of like prose. Uh, a lot of the YA I've read is like really hard to read. Like the first episode of this podcast was on Pretty Little Liars. And that just felt like like fan fictions that I've read. Um, but yeah, I think like in terms of quality of the prose and also just like how hard the political message goes, it really uh, felt like a standout to me. Yeah. I also like... Another thing about the prose is I really love how the book like went into memory. It how like it would just go off on a like a tangent of something that was happening in the present and then just seamlessly connected to like the past and it just and slowly and slowly you you just thread along the past of the present so you have the full context of who all these characters are and where they got to the place they are now and it really kept the book like interesting because you still didn't know like the full story but then you 
once they fully impact you, you're like, oh, so that's who Bellamy is. And that's why he's in this body he's in now and stuff like that. Yeah, I also think that helps with, um, in terms of just like the storytelling and like when they reveal things, I felt like it was incredibly well plotted where um, there's so many reveals that like when it clicks into place, you're like, oh my God, like that's a connection between these two. Um, uh, which really stood out to me like I uh, I just started reading books again as an adult uh, this year <laughs> had not really uh, been into books before that and I feel like the thing I notice immediately with books compared to um, movies a little but like especially TV is just like they don't really generally care about plot at all <laughs> and just be like here's all the author's thoughts, uh, which is like fine. But I thought it was really refreshing reading a book with just like such a great story where like every page is just revealing something interesting. Yeah. It, it reminded me actually, um, have you ever heard of this radio guy named Joe Frank? He was this guy, he, he was like in New York and then at uh, KCRW in LA for a while. I know him because Dan Gould mentioned him a lot on the on his podcast. But uh, his stories would like it would start with like a seven minute like simple story, and then just every as as he went further and further in these monologues, the story would just like grow and would and turn into something new like every seven minutes basically, and uh and. And and I sort of felt that with the, with uh, Cass's writing in this. Nice, yeah, I totally see that. I think the the biggest reveal for me, I thought like the best moment was when, and I'm okay. I apologize if this didn't happen in the first book. Uh, did you get to the part yet where you find out uh, Bellamy's relationship with the 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 girl with radiation poisoning that Clark knew? I think so. I th I think yeah, I did, so, yeah. yeah, she, for early on, he says something about how he's only been with one person, because um, he just seems like he'd be a slut, because he's so hot. Um, but, uh, so then you find out it was the girl that Clark, like, Mercy killed, which I thought was amazing, because um, I love, I love ships that have, like, just, like, crazy, crazy problems, but you're still rooting for them, like, um, like, I love uh, Homeland for the first couple seasons where she, like, knows that he is a terrorist, but it's still like, oh, I want to hit it. Um, so I thought just that reveal of, like, Clark straight up murdered his first girlfriend. The fact that they still continue to be a will they, won't they, I thought is so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Y yeah, I love stuff like that. Like, just like, it's like, wow, this shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, they have yeah, they have so much of that. I also think um so this happens later on. I don't know how much of the later books you're okay with me talking about. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So um uh so they already revealed right that Glass's uh crime was getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um and uh so Luke was the father but she didn't want him to go to prison. Uh, so she said that his like sleazy, disgusting roommate was the father. Um, and I thought that one was so good uh, as a reveal because like you understand why he could never forgive her for doing it from Luke's perspective. But then you're also like, look, obviously she had to do that. <laughs> like that was the right call on her part. And I feel like that's so rare to find usually with um 
usually with conflicts in fictional relationships, I have the exact opposite where I'm just like, I'm so mad at both of you right now. <laughs> yeah, like every romantic comedy ever, it's like, I'm not rooting for either of you, but I also sort of am. What is happening? Yeah. Yeah, there's so much stuff where you're like, I feel like I see so much stuff where I'm like, the guy's done a lot of shitty stuff and the girl's also gotten mad at him a lot, but somehow there's not enough overlap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cass Morgan's so good at those like fucked up relationship things that you still forgive. Like I do really love um, that. Wells is like the closest to like Boy Scout of the group. Like Bellamy and Luke are kind of bad boys, um, but Wells is just like this perfect, like, no, guys, I don't know if we should do that. Um, but the reveal that he was like, you know what, I'm going to cut off their oxygen supply just because of this one girl I have a crush on, I thought was so good. Yeah. Especially because, um, you know, since Clark is more very morally compromised herself, it like kind of brings him down to her level more. Yeah. God, I... I, I th- this discussion makes me really really want to check out the sequel books <laughs> oh good yeah. yeah yeah i really like i think the second one is like as good as the first one i feel like the third one it gets a little more into um sort of that territory of being like oh we have to forgive the leaders and move on um which is disappointing uh but it's still pretty good and then i i still haven't read the last one because for some reason even though it's a four book series i just found a set at a store that was just three books mm, interesting <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe it was like released before the uh fourth book the final one came out yeah i think so um all right do you have Anything else you want to say about the the book or the show before we wrap up? Hmm. I really, um, I really like the t- the like CG effects in the show. Like, oh, yeah. but like they were the perfect mix of like um, kind of corny like sci-fi channel like effects and also like wow you were able to do that on like the same uh, budget as like Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Good job. <laughs> Yeah, I I have so much affection for a CW show that's just trying its best. It's just like, you're clearly putting in the effort. You're just CW. Um, yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's a very charming looking show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, should we get into the, the rating? Yeah. Um, so I am going to give uh, the 100 book one four stars. Uh, I really love it. I think uh, people who are resistant to YA should still check it out as just like a good sci-fi novel. Uh, it's, it's a really exciting read. Uh, four stars. And then the show, I think, um, is definitely disappointing after reading the book, but is a very enjoyable watch that always uh, keeps it interesting. And so I'm going to give it three stars. And I'm going to get... I'll also give the book four stars as both like a sci-fi dystopian book. I think it works really well. I think unlike a lot of why, I think the prose is like we talked about it is very impressive. And I think the way it handles like storytelling and like just memory, I feel like it does it just fantastically. And I f- and another way this is different from other YA books is I do want to revisit it again. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. And um, 
uh, for the show, I think I'll give that, um, can I do half stars? Sure. Uh, I'll give it three and a half stars out of five, because I think it, uh, I, yeah, it's not as good as the book, like, not nearly so, but I feel like, for what it is, I feel like it does its job really well, and I feel like just the way that, like, it does like the openings and like the cliffhangers it does it in a way that i like and i it's it's never frustrating which is always good in a tv show all right so i like to end on some recommendations uh so since i liked the book better than the show i'm gonna recommend a show for fans of the book and i'm gonna go with uh star trek deep space nine I feel like of all the Star Trek shows, it sort of tackles the most uh, similar sort of political plots and in uh, really interesting ways. Uh, so I definitely think if this book appeals to you, you'd probably uh, want to check out that show. Uh, I was actually going to recommend another Star Trek show. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Voyager. Ooh, I haven't watched that one as much as the other Star Treks. My mom really likes it, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. I watched it with my um, uh, roommate a couple months back, and I I really enjoy it because, like, it does, like, d- deal with, like, having, like, these, like, uh, just these, like, different groups in, like, the Federation who just dislike each other, but they have to, like, work together <laughs> to, no, like, nice. find their way back. All right, Valerie, is there anything you want to plug? Um, uh... Uh, just uh, my letterboxd. I like, uh, I like to write little reviews for movies I watch. I um, they're usually kind of jokey and whatnot because like I, I, I don't take writing seriously anymore. <laughs> like uh, letterboxd.com/slash/stealingvalerie. Yeah, that's my plug. Nice. Yes, I endorse your film opinions. Thanks. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can. Find the uh, Patreon by searching for Lenny Burnham and get episodes early. Um, Thank you for listening, and thank you for joining me, Valerie. Thank you for having me, Valerie. Do you want to learn falsehoods? Do you want to learn the not-truths? Do you want to go to hell? Join Eric McAdams, Alea Plotney, and Liam Sr. as they go to hell. We Are Experts <laughs> is a podcast on the Major Cast Network. Each episode, we take a topic we know nothing about and speculate wildly till our hearts content. And then they sort of learn a little bit about the real topic at the end. But not too much. Just a little. Tune into We Are Experts. Wherever you get podcasts, whenever we feel like posting it. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.